and we are once again going. Hello. Is this the moment where I start singing? Can we not ever <laughs> do that again? Oh, like just I thought that just could be our thing, though. If that could just be for now until the end of time, that'd be great. Okay, all right. I'll I'll start the stopwatch. Um, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. This is episode seven. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we sometimes play games, usually badly, and then talk about them. So, welcome again. How are I'm you going? so glad. Well, I'm really glad, firstly, that you do the intro for this because I would need to remember what episode we were up to. That is, there would be like long pauses right at that point where I'm like, episode, fuck, what are we doing? Where are we up to? What have we done? Anyway. Well, I counted. Uh, <laughs> I counted back, I must admit. <laughs> I not remember what I did last week. How are you? <laughs> no, that's a website. They're all on the oh, website. Shit. I just count them there. <laughs> Man, you see, and again, it's, it's not, the organization uh, skills. Yeah. I don't have that up. It's it's not a visual cue for me. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, we're still in lockdown, so there's still little to no games being played. So it's slowly sucking the life out of me. I want to roll some dice. I know. Tell um, me about it. Anything, even virtual dice. Let's get that happening. What have you been up to, though, Jace? What have I been up to? Um, so, a couple of things been going on. One, I had the Monkey King model that I was still getting some pain on. Mm-hmm. So, he's at a stage now where I need to stop touching him um, or what I'm going to break him. Yeah, that too. Um, no, you know that stage, the end of the, where you're like, oh, look, I could, I could try and do one, more two, one, one or two more things, but if I put my paint in brush anywhere near this model, I'm going to fuck it up. So he's now, literally, I'm just not touching him. I'm going to make a base for him. I don't, haven't entirely worked out what or how yet. Um, and then I'll put him on the base and then I'll decide if he needs any more love. But for now, we will call him done. Um, That's like, this really shows the difference between me and you. And like, I know I've talked about it before. And if anybody listened to the last episode where we talked paints, which was... Um, let's say 5% me. <laughs> um, you have these moments where you're like, oh, I'll do a bit more, I'll do a bit more, I'll do a bit more, I'll do a bit more. I don't know, maybe I'll do a bit more. Whereas I'm like, you know, I've stopped 10 months before that. Uh, look, and to be fair, I have been lucky enough to have other much better painters than me just push me occasionally at the right times. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of go, oh, here's what I'm working on. I think I'm done. And they're like, are you done? Are you really? Fuck, all right, here I go. Um, That's where so, I hit the unfriend button. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's it's really good, but it, it, it means, look, and it comes back to that kind of taking risks thing because I feel like you get to a point and you're like, if I put more paint on this, I'm going to ruin it. Um, but that could also be the, the last final touch that really makes it as well. So, look, pushing me to not live in my comfort zone and actually do a couple of those things is good. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens when he goes on a base. I may get sick of him. I think half my problem is I'm sort of over the project by that time. I'm just like, you know what, fuck it, he's done. Because I want to paint something else, something shiny. Look, a squirrel. <laughs> 
so there's he's been I think I threw some yeah I threw some pics of where he was kind of at on the page not that long ago mm-hmm. um, and then when I get around to doing a base I'll do some more um, that's pretty much all the only painting because I did that thing where I went all right I think he's done maybe he's not I think he's done but I don't want to start anything else because what if he's not done um, so that's been a thing. I finally sort of had to think about what I wanted to do for our hobby challenge pledge. So we'll go through that, but maybe a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, speaking of virtual dice, so I got a virtual game in um, the other night with a couple of old war gaming buddies who have apparently started up a sort of Friday night virtual board games session. Um, and we played Cult. Okay. Which I'd never heard of. No, neither have I. I had never played, and we did it on uh, Tabletopia, which is basically just a you know online board game Stimulator. simulation, yeah, kind of deal. I'm not sure where they come from, but so look, most of that was a me working out how the game was played, and b working out how the interface for that worked. Um, so I didn't do very well, um, but kind of cool. So basically each player, just as a really quick recap, um, is basically the head of a cult. Um, and you pick what your deity is at the start, and it's everything from Cthulhu to atheism. Um, and then you basically have a, a couple of different ways to win the game, but it has this really nice um, resource management piece where you have to kind of, you've got your priests and your followers and then some sort of special play cards and stuff. And they're basically the resources and gold. And you're basically either sacking followers to get priests or necking priests to get followers or gold and this kind of thing. And that's kind of fun. Then you've got a really fun kind of bidding um, thing where you basically each turn have to bid for different territories by putting your little priests on them and whoever has the most priests basically gets that at the end. Um, But there's a whole phase of the game that basically you say, I want this territory and someone else goes, oh, but I also want that. And then you have a bit of a bidding war. Um, And then the last part of that game is kind of where you score points or you know kind of you know resolve everything and that bit's fun because it's got this really kind of mechanic where you go right well i have the most priests so i win this territory and then someone goes oh yes but here's a card i have before that really fucks with your plans um so you almost have this kind of munchkin style how can i screw the person who's doing the best thing as well so between the bidding the resource management and that kind of fucking with the other players piece really good fun as I said, I did very badly because I hadn't worked out how the game actually played. Um, but I feel like, you know, after the first time you've played it through, you're, you're in a really, pretty good spot to to uh, then pick it up. So, Cult, that was that was good fun. Um, and shout out to, you know, those boys for, for hosting, Phil and, and Munro. Um, so, again, old Wargaming Buddies a million. And then, have I, have I bought much? I, oh, I'm i still waiting for stuff to arrive, so it doesn't feel like I've bought it. So I'll talk about it when it gets here because I'll be more excited at that point in time. <laughs> uh, and then um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the only other thing that is going on, it hasn't actually involved any hobby except for thinking yet. Um, but there's been so much thinking. Um, talking to a couple of the guys in the local sort of Age of Sigma group. I don't know who came up with it or where it came from, but someone said, hey... Does anyone, did anyone play, like, old fantasy before Age of Sigma? Um, 
I'd kind of be keen to, to give that a go. So I got a little bit excited because um, this was kind of, you know, that last seventh, eighth ed fantasy was my real, it was the sunset of my wargaming. It was, it was kind of that, that high moment. Um, so we kind of, you know, started talking about what we could play and how we could build armies and all that kind of stuff. And, oh my God, I'm excited about the prospect of playing 8th Ed Warhammer again. So I have three or four armies for it that I'm talking about adding to or building a new one or doing something completely different because that is going to be a thing. Damned if I will let it die. Um, Rich from throw the dice has already started like a slow grow event um that is basically you know free for all just get involved but just trying to encourage people to get some hobby done and and keep up the momentum um and i am all over that like a fat kid on cake excellent that's always been your your thing is the the fantasy the oldest fantasy it was yeah it was what first got me into wargaming i always kind of went to the fantasy kind of side i feel like people either go right i'm into the fantasy side and and warhammer or i'm into sci-fi and 40k and there's that real divide about which one your sort of favorite is um it's definitely my favorite child um and you know i've dabbled in the other i've played 40k and you know a few of those other things i think there is you know some amazing looking sci-fi models and games but i keep coming back so i've always Um, been the opposite i got into 40k first and fantasy intrigued me but i think uh, i can't even remember what edition it was that i played but skaven would always be my first choice and by God, I was not going to buy 700 models to play a game. And and look, that was the uh, the pitfall of that. And because you were still dealing with, you know, units of models. I always found fantasy was a slightly bigger scale to 40K, mm-hmm. just model count wise. Um, you know, it's kind of unusual to see big units in 40K, whereas, you know, a unit of 30 or 40 guys in fantasy is not unusual. Um, and probably still takes up about the same percentage of your army as those 10 guys in 40k, those 10 space marines. So, yeah, it's a, a slightly different beast. Excellent. Anyway, that's me. What's news? Uh, well, hobby-wise, not an awful lot. I have been getting some geek on. I did finish Umbrella Academy. So, finished season oh, so two. Yep. Um, and then I went ahead and I read the first graphic novel. So pretty much the first graphic novel is six comics put together and those six comics are pretty much the first season from what I can guess. So I haven't read the the novel or the comics or anything at all. So my only experience is the series. Mm -hmm. What's, how do they stack up? It's, it's weird because it's different. It's very different, but very similar. So, I mean, to get 10 episodes worth of stuff out of six comics is, they've obviously padded. Yep. It, the, I, I feel what they've padded has worked really well. So, you know, the, the comic itself has the same basic storyline, but it's sort of a lot quicker. You know, there is, but there's other stuff in there as well. For example, I think issue two or three, like, their kids, as kids, they're fighting the Eiffel Tower that's gone rogue. So the Eiffel Tower is just <laughs> throwing people off it. 
Um, Love it. But the general gist of it is, you know, obviously the the white violin, number seven. Mm-hmm. And there's no, you know, boyfriend storyline at all. It's pretty much a, you know, super villain comes to her and says, you're the best. Join us. Let's kill everybody. She says, no, I'm going to my family. She goes to her family. The family are exactly what they are in the, you know, as dysfunctional as they are in the show. She turns around. She goes back to this guy. She goes, okay, I'm in. <laughs> and that's the whole setup. So it's, it's you know, the, the padding that they did in in the episodes really added a lot to it. That being said, the, the first issue was a lot of fun to read at the same time. Look, and I almost feel like, and I could be very wrong in this, but with a TV series, you almost need to do more work to get your audience to emotionally invest in the characters. This, uh, yeah, there's always been, because I've done a lot of these sort of, you know, the comic-based TV shows, and there's always a lot of similarities, but also huge differences between them. Like, for example, first season of Preacher was took aspects of the first, you know, almost four or five graphic novels um, and sort of melded them all in together. And, and in a lot of ways it felt too quick for it to get through all that. But you have to do that sort of thing. You have to have those those extra plot points and added little bits to keep people interested, whereas yeah. in a comic you can just go, look, okay, well, this is the story. I'm following this story. And this yeah. makes sense in this little issue. I mean, uh, another one is Walking Dead. I mean, Walking Dead finished after, I think it's 32 graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And for like the second half of those, everyone I read was like, it, it alternated. It went really good graphic novel. Nothing happens. Really good graphic novel. Nothing happens graphic novel. So... I- that was one of those TV series because, again, haven't read the novels, um, not as much of a comic book junkie, um, mainly out of laziness. But I just – the series I couldn't quite – I couldn't quite get. Like it kind of felt like Neighbours with Zombies in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when the whole premise is we, we're inside the building and there are zombies outside the building, so let's not go outside. Oh, you've gone out the building. Uh, <laughs> I season one they did really well and then they just sort of lost it and like i don't know they 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 well and truly lost it by the end for me yeah. and like it, it's hard when the most interesting character in the tv show uh which was i think for most people it was for daryl it was daryl he's not in the comics he doesn't exist <laughs> at all so yeah it's it's, it's that's it's always interesting. I always like watching these comic series to see how faithful they are. Um, but the more I love the comic, the more hesitant I get about the show. Absolutely. And like in 99% of the cases, right, the book is better than the movie in every instance. And, and this is going to be a very similar kind of piece, right? So I feel like the correct order to do these things is watch the series or the movie and then go mm-hmm. and read the comic or the book because you will never be – if you're invested in a comic series or a book or anything like that and you go and watch a screen adaption of it, you are never going to be satisfied. 
That's it. There's going to be bits and pieces. But yeah. it's easy to do. Like it was easy for me to do with Umbrella Academy because I'd heard of it, but I never actually picked up a book. Yeah. Whereas, say, Preacher was an amazing book. I picked it up from issue one. Um, but that comic finished, oh, God, like, I don't know. I'm going to, as a random number, it's like 10 years before the TV show was a thing. Yeah. So, and now I'm finding out, of course, that there, not only is there an audio book of Sandman, which I'm really enjoying, but there are plans for a TV show, I think, as of next year. And that scares me because Sandman is like the greatest comic series of all time for me and yeah, look, there are so many ways they can fuck that up that is yeah you, you gotta almost be more nervous than you are excited when that kind of thing happens yeah you know, like this is this is the greatest opportunity but the second you've got things like tv budgets involved and special effects that you just can't you know it doesn't cost anything in a comic the guy can draw anything he wants yeah um yeah it's it's a whole different world um, It'll be interesting. We'll see. All right. But either way, Umbrella Academy, Done. absolute winner. Yep. Um, um, so, yeah, really enjoyed both seasons. So I don't know why it took me so long. I just never sort of picked it up. But done and dusted now, so I'm happy looking on for season three. Uh, I also finished season four of Battlestar. So I am through all four seasons of that now, which is good and bad. I mean, I love the series it is my all-time favorite tv show watched the last episode which was like three episodes in one uh, balled my eyes out so it was great that i was watching it by myself but <laughs> now of course i had been watching that while i'd been doing painting and hobby stuff because i've yep. seen it that many times it was one that i could put on in the background i've got the i've still got one more of the the movies that they did afterwards to watch and I've got the, they did like a, I think it was a web series, Blood and Chrome, a couple of years later. But I haven't seen those two as much, so I'm going to have to pay more attention. So I'm going to have to find something more that I can pop on in the background while I do hobby stuff. So that's going to be my my next thought process. That is an awesome tip, though, because you have that thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to put a movie on in the background or a series or something. And half the issue there is you either pay attention to what you're watching and don't get any hobby done or you get a whole bunch of hobby done and have no idea what happened. Exactly. So it's, it's finding that balance of something that you know well enough that it doesn't matter if you miss large chunks in the middle. Or um, something that you don't really care too much about. So also that. the other thing I'd been doing is tidying up the man cave because there was enough crap everywhere and stuff that I hadn't reorganized. So I started doing that the other night. And last night I was pretty much just packing up boxes which had left everywhere and, and throwing out bits and pieces which I didn't need anymore um, and I had episodes going of Supergirl in the background and Supergirl is one of those ones where it's just casual light-hearted you don't have to look at it you don't have to pay attention like you, you tune in for five minutes you know what the episode's going to be <laughs> so you, you hadn't seen it it doesn't mean anything, you know, so it's, it's a good background one. So I might keep going with, with some of those, those um, CW shows that have been going on. Um, yeah. 
and look, that's another one that yeah, I watched a few episodes on. I went, yeah, I can take it or leave it. We'll see how it goes. Um, I still haven't watched the new season of The Boys yet, but I will have to pay attention to that. Well, the Boys, they're staggering. So the first three episodes have come out, and I think they're doing one every two weeks until it finishes. That's, so that's really disappointing. I didn't know that. Yeah, I might have to hold out and wait until that's finished because again the boys fantastic series it's like a third of the extremes that they go to in the comics because the comics are like my god like grant uh oh, i've forgotten his name now grant Dinia. ennis he does he's done some really amazing stuff he he did uh preacher for example he did this amazing series called crossed which was basically the you know, typical zombie apocalypse but um it was an infection so everybody who got infected was not dead so you could kill them but they were just sadistic so it was like zombies but worse um That's terrifying. it's very very sick twisted lots of rape and murder and pillage in that um he does some incredible stuff and he did the boys. And so the, the boys comic again is that reaches that next level of, Ooh, yeah. One of the, one book in particular, I know I'm not quite comfortable reading in public, for example. Very cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm tempted boys to wait until the season's done and then watch it all at once. Yeah, that's probably not the worst idea in the world. Um, well, the, the other ones, yeah, I'm currently looking at, I need to decide whether I want to invest in um, Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. It could be either amazing or just absolute garbage. Or that thing where it's that bad that it's good. I can't decide which one it's going to be. Um, that's I'm about gonna... three episodes in, but I have been for a while. And it, it okay. is that sort of thing. It's one of those ones where it's like it could be amazing, but I'm not quite sure yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still haven't seen the the Ruby Rose Batgirl yeah. set. Yeah. Um, yeah. But since, since they ended that, I'm a little bit. Hmm. No, it's still going. It's still going. Oh, she, it's, she left though, didn't they? They. Yeah, they're going to get somebody time. else. They've, I think they've recast already. <laughs> that uh, replaceable. Yeah, uh, like, it's not good. It's really not good. That's disappointing. Um, and look, at the moment, to be honest, and this could be a really good background painting one, um, I'm watching <laughs> on Netflix, and I can highly recommend for its sheer, and I've probably said it before, but The New Adventures of Monkey. Mm-hmm. So Monkey, as in Monkey Magic. Um, but imagine if Monkey was done by the creators of Xena Warrior Princess. Everyone has a Kiwi accent. It's so bad, but it's so good. Um, it's it, it is exactly what you expect. The scripting, like it's they don't take themselves seriously. It's ridiculous, but I'm so on board with that. Um, that that's currently my. I'm slowly working through the second season of that. Maybe okay. There's only two, I think, so far, isn't there? Probably, yeah. but so, so just, it, it's literally switch the brain off. It doesn't matter if you miss whole chunks because it, it honestly does not matter. Um, there's no character development. There's no plot. It's just it's fun. It's just there. 
It's just fun stupidity. <laughs> anyway, enough about shit I watch on TV. What else have you been up to? Um, all right. Well, purchases. I've done a couple of little purchases. I Going back to Battlestar, I have ordered through Guff the Battlestar game because I did pick up Starbuck, the little Starbuck model. Um, Battlestar game having issues with suppliers, so that hasn't arrived. But I did pick up Scar, who is the... Uh, the really cool Cylon Raider. Uh, so now I've got two ships for this game, which I don't have the game for yet, but we will fix that. Yet. Not a problem. Yeah. I tax return came in, so I did a little bit of shopping. Oops. Um, and I managed to pick up something which I'd been eyeing for a little while, the Razor Crest, which is the Mandalorian ship. I picked up the Lego version. And, oh, my God, it is so incredible like just fun to put together it looks really good and baby the child baby yoda whatever you want to call him in lego format he's just so gorgeous i, I did notice a new profile pic oh yeah I had to do it he's like he's tiny he's like maybe he's less than half the size of a normal minifig he fits if you put him onto the lego he fits on one of those little discs things he's just he's two parts he's the body and the head and i think oh. that's only so that the head can move so he's like a uh a g-dub snotling yeah pretty much he's oh ooh, there's a good test i should put them up together against each other i think oh, you're, not, you're not going to convert a team of baby yodas mm, i think the snotlings would be bigger anyway so i got that i did I did get very tempted by a statue at work and which means you've bought a statue at work. I did come home with it today. Yes. <laughs> um, I got very tempted. It's, it's one I've been eyeing for a little bit. I'm going to, while we discuss, I shall send you a photo so that you can see what I'm talking about, but it's just, I found it really cute. It's just, it's a family type thing. Like it's pretty much just Batman standing there holding all like kid versions of all the people that he's tutored. So um, Nightwing, uh, Red Hood, Red Robin and Robin are all on his back and Batgirl's in his arms. And I just found it so cute and it just... Okay, that is a little bit cute. I'll give you that. The, like the smile on Nightwing's face just is is Lukey's smile. So it's it just reminds me of my kids and like I just couldn't leave it. Are, are you proud of me, Daddy? <laughs> It's just, ah, oh, it's cute. Oh, Especially with, you know, Father's Day um, being recently. Thing that happens. Just, yep. Yeah, family's on the mind. Anyway, so that came home today. Uh, the only other thing I have bought has been, I'll just throw my pen around, um, Tony Hawk, the updated version of Pro Skater 1 and 2. I have been playing that a bit. It's exactly what the old games were on the old PlayStation Um and it just looks prettier, and it brings back a lot of memories, and it's fun. And it's a lot harder than I remember <laughs> doing. Like, I can do three or four tricks in the air, no problems landing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just needs a lot more practice. And, and some dude actually did them on an actual skateboard in actual real life. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, it probably did them, you know, not as many. It, it's... A, it's exaggerated, let's say. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Tony Hawk, I think, did like a 900-degree turn 
only a couple of years ago and he's what 50 or so so anyway but that's been fun so that's my purchases uh, i have done a little bit of painting um but on one of my pledge items so why don't we go into that so we are doing a painting competition as we announced last episode we have tried to well it's not a, it's a it's a hobby competition let's get that straight i haven't actually run this past you james but hobby for me is whatever you want it to be you know we talk painting because painting's the norm but if you have something else you want to do by all means like shove it in i'll assess it you know if jace doesn't you know screw him he's not yeah look we need to define hobby at this point in time i need some i need some rules i need some guidelines i need some boundaries no um i don't really give a fuck um yeah, I'm trying to think of what you could do that wouldn't fit in the realms of um, examples. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if we thought, I, I, you know, I have been asked this question. I don't have examples for what he was thinking. Um, but look, you know, do whatever you want to do. Like the the idea that we're trying oh, to push right. is hobby. Do something. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some, actually, just random shit that I've just thought of on the spot, so let's see how this plays out. Um, was chatting to a good old mate of mine about something he's been doing literally because he's been living in, you know, lockdown, going, I need you just to do something for me time. Um, and he ended up buying one of those build-your-own-guitar kits. Ooh, um, that's so impressive. It was it was cool, like and it, you get you know it comes with all the bits and it's probably not the highest quality pickups and sound in the world. Like he's like I probably wouldn't play it, um, but instead of just putting the bits together like it says on the instructions, um, he's gone. I'm gonna have some fun with this, and he started carving the the body of the guitar um, with some patterns and shapes and stuff. And he's going to talk about painting that, and you know there's there's an opportunity to customize there and do something cool. I would a hundred percent you know give points for a hobby challenge for something like that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think of other examples while I think of it, but that's too hard now. Um, I mean, like, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, painting is the norm. It's what most most people that are listening to this will probably go to, and that's what we'll you know talk yeah. about to till the cows come home. But if you've got another idea, hit us. Like hit us up digitally. Um, I mean, no oh, COVID. I can run. Yeah. <laughs> I can hide pretty well with COVID going on. <laughs> You know, all right, you know, physical distancing policy applies and all that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, if you – and it doesn't necessarily have to be for a war game. If you want to paint, I don't know, you, you, you've got all the pieces of zombie side um, and you want to get some paint on them or something like that, dandy. If you want to – I know a few guys who have actually, you know, gone and made their own copies of, you know, chess boards and stuff like that that's definitely in, in in the realms of what we're talking um but even you know a little bit closer to the wargaming hobby if you want to build terrain that 100 percent counts if you want to do you know other stuff like that go for um we don't really want this to be restrictive we you know the whole concept is to encourage people to do something um this is just the a, the thing that we do um and b kind of the niche audience we expect to be hitting so Exactly. That, that's where that ties in. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we've we've made this competition as open as possible. Whatever you want to choose, whatever you want to do, only restriction is just let us know. You know, let us know by the end of September what your plan is. And by the end of October, let us know how far you got with that plan. And we'll judge it from there. So what I thought we'd do is just go into the pledges a little bit. I'll talk about mine because mine will be a little bit shorter and then I'll hand over to Jace. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm really excited. Like a lot of people have jumped on board on this, which is great. So the the different types of ideas that people have been throwing online has been great. Um, so I wanted to go through those as well. But my pledge, I did post about this, I thought in like totally shameless self-promotion that I would paint one model from each of the games that we have had a podcast about so far. So, so far that's four, that's Malifaux, Warcry, Dungeons and Dragons and Blood Bowl. So the first one that I managed to choose was the Malifaux model Miss Airy, Misery, Misery. Yeah, you see what they've done there? Yeah. Miss Airy. Anyway, it's basically this like cool, really friendly, um, cuddly teddy bear uh, with claws. And I love the model. You know, I love the original teddy bear model. That was the first Malifaux model I got, the first one I painted. Um, I think I painted that and had it ready to go before I had any other models, in fact. But I've decided to go with this one, and that's the one I have been painting up so far. So I'm pretty happy with how she's going. I've decided to do sort of a, a pink-blue um, sort of... What the, is it? the pastel kind of effect is, is a definite winner. I'm try, also trying... I don't know what I was doing or how I did it, but when I painted my other Malifaux models, they kind of all had this weird style, like not quite cell shading, but just really weird highlights. Um, so I've tried to copy that a bit and try and keep this one in line with those. So it's, uh, you know, I started off, I've done, um, I did a pink contrast for the majority of the, the bear, um, highlighted, I'll dry brush that with a... Um, Emperor, no, Pink Horror from GW, so the dark pink, and then I dry brushed it again with the lighter pink, the Emperor's Children, and then I did these really fine highlights in weird spots with the the old um, edge paint, which I don't think GW do edge paints anymore, but they were, they're just this really bright 
version of your typical colors. So the blue I've done again with like a really light GW contrast and then started picking out the, the weird highlights with the blue edge uh, color that I have. So I've done the pink, I've done, you know, the head for the blue um, and also where her stuffing's coming out. I did that with like a couple of different shades of white and I really did not expect to be this happy with the white. I'm really actually quite impressed. It seems to have definition. It seems even on that white to have that really bizarre highlight, which is kind of what I was going for, but didn't know how I would be able to do it. So she's going really well. I'm really happy with her. She, I don't know, I reckon another night on the, the blue and then I've got to touch up the claws and whether I add blood or not to the claws, I'm not too sure. And then the base and she'll be done. So I'm hoping she'll be done within the next week or so, which will give me a bit more time for the others. So the second episode we did was Warcry, which was episode three. Go figure. Second. No, that makes sense. It took me a second, but we got there. It was episode three. That was Warcry. Um, and for this, I have painted up my Iron Golems before. I was really, I did them again with just mainly contrast paints over a silver base coat, which I thought was A, was really quick, and B, came up really well. But I was sort of racking my brain trying to think of something that I could do just to add on to that team, something they could use. And the Claw Lord model, I think that's what he's called, was yeah. he's basically like a, a mercenary or a, an add-on type guy that you can add to a couple, uh, but he's Skaven. So that really piqued my interest. A bit. Nailed it. Yeah. So I've ordered him. Uh, hopefully should be picking him up next week. Uh, third one was... So, yeah, go on. Just just on, quickly on that. So, because you started trying to talk to me about this claw, and I'm like, oh, I've seen some really cool Skaven models from like, you know, we, you know I think you definitely find something. Um, and I think I ended up Googling what is legitimately the Claw Lord model now. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize, the old um, Warlord Quake, Head taker, which is one of the old Skaven special characters. It seems like they've rebadged him. You know, he probably doesn't exist in Age of Sigma. I don't fucking know. Um, but as this Claw Lord. There was a full-on story. It was one of the, what did they call it when everything was splitting apart? I don't know. End Times. End Times, yeah. There's an End Times book based on the Skaven. And Quick was the main character in that. And I can't remember if... I don't think he ended terribly well in the end. He ate the cheese? I don't think so, but I don't think it was a great outcome for him anyway. So maybe they're kind of sticking to that. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, it was one of those that I immediately went, this is the best Skaven model for this kind of thing. And then it turned out that they already rebadged it as the Claw Lord. And it's already what you'd ordered. It worked really well. Um, It's a nice looking model. Um, and it'll fit in. I think it'll fit in. I'll be able to do similar sort of colours to to what I've got for the golems. Um, just make it a bit more scaveny. So that's the plan for that one. Uh, episode four, we did Dungeons and Dragons. So what I did was I jumped on Hero Forge on the web, 
and I designed my character from our D&D session. So young Gertrude Perkins, a elf wizard, made her up a little model, which I was very happy with, and then uh, I entrusted that model to uh, Fresh Prince 3D Terrain, which is a local Geelong 3D printing service run by Mark, and that came back within... I want to say two days, but it might even have been one. He's so, been pretty quick. Yeah, look, it was. It came back. It's beautiful. And so she is ready to go. So if you are looking at getting anything 3D printed, by all means, hit Mark up because, um, yeah, his work has just been top notch. And Yeah, it's been one of those things, actually. So on, on the, the 3D print front so i own a 3d printer but i'm very lazy at maintaining it and looking after it and spending time to make it do good things um so i was trying to print a whole bunch of terrain um but small scale for warmaster um so scale down you know instead of having a giant you know regular sized 30 mil 28 mil building i was dropping that to 30 percent, so it was like 10 mil scale um and look, I was getting some results, but I just flicked some at Mark and said, hey, can you can you make these better? And again, a day later, he's dropped some stuff in the letterbox and it is so much cleaner than anything I would done. Um, I'm like, oh, I might just outsource this. <laughs> See, you know, you know, I think very highly of you, Jace. Look, let's, let's be honest here, but I didn't even consider coming to you for the 3D printing. I'm just like... 100% do not printing. do that. <laughs> No, I go go to someone who does good things. Um, I fuck around and generally break things and <laughs> get a whole lot of noodles. Um, you know, you kind of set the printer going and you come back a couple of hours later and you, you just find spaghetti. Um, and apparently that means I have no idea what I'm doing. Probably true. Unless you're trying to print spaghetti, I suppose. That is yet to happen. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> so Gertrude. Gertrude, so I've got the model in front of me. She's primed and ready to go. So, um, you know, depending on when I finish Teddy, I will probably start her next. Uh, episode five, we did Blood Bowl. And Blood Bowl is one of those games which, you know, if you've listened to that episode, got a little bit of experience with that. I've got a number of the models most of, or quite a few of the teams, at least the teams I play, are painted up. I vaguely considered doing the Minotaur, which I'd really just done a base coat on, trying to finish him. But I don't know. I still haven't made up my mind for Blood Bowl, but I'm thinking maybe I'd do the Pump Wagons for the Snotling team. They're, they're pretty. They are pretty. So they're, they're built. Um, I haven't put them on a base yet, but I think think i think that's the way i'm leaning anyway i'll make up my mind in the next couple of days and i'll um i'll post it in the facebook group but yeah that's me i'm going to do those four models one for each of the games that we have played so one for each of the weeks that the challenge is running sort of mm, yeah if you ignore the fact that september yeah but shh <laughs> You've got till the end of the month to. 
Yeah, I pledge. mean, you can pledge by the end of the month. This is for everyone. You can pledge by the end of September. You don't have to start. I mean, who cares? You can, you can start, start now. Jump the gun. Yeah, by all means. But you could start on the 30th of October if you really wanted to. I've, I tried to do that for a recent challenge. I don't recommend it. It doesn't work. No, I did it. I did it for a for a G Dub painting competition once, and I was actually really impressed with the way the model turned out. It was this one of those Stormcast, just the the basic model, and I haven't been able to paint a Stormcast decently since. That one turned out really well. The one I did in one night and in a morning for basing, compared to the two Underworlds teams that I've done, which I'm not overly impressed with at all but anyway you do you and speaking of doing you what are you doing um so i uh, was struggling really hard to work out what the hell i was actually going to do for this bastard um again it's one of those you know too many projects to pick from and i couldn't i didn't i didn't want to finish something off um that it already had started. I kind of wanted something fresh. And then you came up with this brilliant idea and I'm using the term brilliant very loosely. Um, but this, so this concept of, of, of doing stuff from different games. Um, and I went, you know, I'm like, I can steal that. Um, so I didn't even twig at that point in time that you'd gone for one of each of the, the games that we'd covered. I figured you just pick, you know, stuff from different games. Um, and they happen to be the ones we talked about you know, coincidentally. <laughs> so given that I didn't, I didn't click, um, I just picked stuff from a whole bunch of different games that I wanted to get painted. And that's kind of where I went. So I think originally when I was talking to you, I'm like, here's all the things I could pledge. And you were like, so you're never going to actually get all that done. You know, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's disappointingly true. Not if um, you're spending a month touching up this monk guy. <laughs> Which could happen um, because, you know, he had to get finished before I could do anything anyway. Um, and is he finished? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> So the way I was going to play this or, or the way that I have pledged so far um, is, again, one model from a whole bunch of different games. So for Malifaux, um, uh, and I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of some of these, um, but one Yundo who um, is one of the Ten Thunders kind of models is basically a giant head on a flaming wheel, um, and I've had him. Ah, that's him. That's yeah. It's the flaming wheel that came in the Monaco Ray. I was originally going to do that whole box, and then when you said maybe be reasonable, I went. I'll do the flaming wheel. I kind of want to paint the flaming wheel. So I suppose that will happen. Um, I've been, he's literally been assembled for God knows how long. And I keep going, I'm going to put him on a base, but that means I have to make a base. I'll make a base and then I'll paint him. So now I've got to make a base. Um, so he's the Malifaux option for Blood Bowl. Um, and this kind of is finishing a project, but I went with it anyway because I couldn't think of what else to do. Um, but the Minotaur for my Chaos Dwarf team has been the only model of that team that's not painted. Um, so we'll get him done and get that finished, and hopefully that will be before we can actually play the final. So I've got a fully painted team. Um, God, so it's long that I'd forgotten that you were playing Chaos Dwarves. I know. Ah, that's impressive. I know it's look, it's going to be the only time I play cast wars cause not really my jam, but, um, what, what the funny whole, the whole funny thing about this though is I moved my hobby room not that long ago 
and broke the arm off the Minotaur, which is the only casualty I've discovered um, from moving everything very haphazardly. Um, but it actually means I've gone backwards in my progress so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm at the, you know negative three percent or something progress. Um, so. Blood Bowl Minotaur for Warcry. I've bought and I've been hanging out for an excuse to paint the Mind Stealer Spherianks, the the giant cat critter from Warcry. Um, so he is definitely going to be pretty high on the list of stuff to get done. Um, and then I started going shit. What else have I got laying around that I can paint one thing from? I bought a whole bunch of Warmaster stuff. So again, old, you know, 10 mil scale uh, lizard men. Um, I'm like, well, I can't just do like one little dude. So I'll pick something fun. So I've got a, um, a, a 10 mil scale Carnosaur um, currently uh, still soaking in simple grain. I should actually see if he's still alive. Um, it's metal. I mean, no, you'll be fine. Um, I don't know if the paint came off, but. We'll do him. Um, for Batman, um, I've yes. still got the Titans guys, you know, like one and a half models down or whatever I've done so far. Um, but trying to pick who to paint for that. I went with Donna Troy just because I think it's going to be a super challenging one to paint kind of, you know, dynamically or is it, you know, it's a cool pose, it's a cool model, but there's something really understated about the whole thing and how to make that, you know, eye-catching on the table would be the tricky bit. I haven't I haven't worked out how yet. Um, and I don't really want to try and freehand little stars on her outfit at that scale because they're fucking tiny. Um, She's an awesome character too. It's so cool. Yeah. Batman, um, got to play Batman. And look, the, the hub it was is when I started talking to you about, oh, look, I don't love the box art for her. It's a little bit kind of boring. Mm. Um, you know, have you got some other suggestions about colours, costumes? You know, how can we keep relatively close to the source material but make it cooler? And you were just like, no, nah, you could do better than that. But pretty much that that's the colours. Um, and I'm like, fuck, that. that that hasn't helped at all. You've just told me to do the box art, but better. Uh, oh, look, you know, there, Donna Troy did go through a, a various number of costume changes. So there, there's ideas. I mean, yeah. uh, from memory, I believe one of her costumes was completely black, full of stars. So if you want to avoid the freehand, yeah, not that one. Yeah, good advice. I'm glad we've, we've thought this through. Um Anyway, I'll work out what the hell I'm going to do on that. I'm wondering if I can pull off some OSL from a glowing lasso or something, um, which would be kind of fun. Um, Infinity, not a game that I've played, not a game that I actually own much, if anything. Oh, there's a couple of pieces on a diorama still at Throw the Dice, but I may have some stuff coming and assuming that it arrives in time. Um, I picked a random model from that. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it does, um, but I'm going to paint that. Um, so it's from the Nomad Starter Box. It's called, I think, a Mobile Brigada. 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 I don't know. He's a cool looking robot dude that I'm going to paint if he shows up and doesn't get lost in the Australia Post delays of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which left the only thing I didn't know what I was going to do was for Underworlds, being the other game that I have, you know, plenty of models for. And it was kind of on the back of this, I don't really want to paint. You know, I've got about two, three crews that are in different states of being painted. And I didn't really want to just finish one model for them. I mean, that that's still an option. I can go back and just go, right, well, I've painted, you know, three of the five models or paint the fourth of the fifth model that needs painting for this crew. It gets something done. It, it ticks the box. It kind of didn't excite me. It's, it's probably the sensible solution and the one I should go with. Um, and then I went, right, well, I've got a couple of crews that are completely still in the box. I could get a new one for them. But then I'm like, oh, but now I have another crew that's partly painted. I should fucking finish one. Um, but it's also one of those games that doesn't have a lot of, you know, singles. No. So well, you, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I said, you can do a Gargant. To a giant. I'm, not doing a, I, I'm, I'm probably not doing a Gargant. There's a, there's a pro tip. Although... Um, and this could tick multiple birds with one stone, but, you know, with my excitement about 8th Ed Fantasy coming right back in, in full swing, it, I'm like, well, what don't I have for my Beastman army, which is kind of my biggest, most complete Warhammer army? Um, and there's like, you know, three units I don't own out of that book for completeness that I, I feel like I need to do that now. And one of them is the Saigor. So the blind stone throwing yep, yep, yep. giant guy. Um, so he's definitely on the list to be somehow made, built, converted, painted stuff. Um, that's on the cards. I'm like, does that count as a war cry model? Because um, that gives me a really good excuse to just go hell for leather into a uh, cyborg conversion, which should be ridiculous and fun. Um but right now is where, you know, that little little Brett on my shoulder says, whoa, pump the brakes. You've got like four weeks to do this shit. Maybe just set reasonable targets. So that's why my Underworlds one is still an, an unknown. I will do something. I will do another model apart from the ones that I have already sort of mentioned. I just don't quite know what it is yet. Underworlds is that tricky one because I think, like I said to you, like I've done it before where I've painted one model and gone, okay, I'm happy with that. And then something's come up or I've been distracted and gone on to other projects or no projects and come back eventually to this crew and gone, okay, well, I need to paint the other guys like this guy. How did I do that guy? <laughs> Look, it's a genuine concern. Um, yeah. That's a nice screen. Is that this screen, this screen, this screen, or this screen? Okay. Uh, and I've got, well, I've definitely got the Zench. Warband, mm -hmm. the, the Eyes of the Nine, that I've partially painted everything. I've fully painted like a model, maybe two. Nah, and I'm like, I don't know how I did any of this. Um, so I've got to go back and somehow work out what I did and, and reverse engineer that and make them look vaguely similar. Um, same deal with the, the skeletons, the sepulchral guard. I've painted you know, three or four of them, um, but that's seven model crew and bug it if I know what I did. Um, and except I know what the pink was. That That's all I got. <laughs> They've got to be pink. And that same goes for everyone in this competition. 
just throw some pink on it somewhere. The thing with Underworlds is that because they're all crews, they're, they're all kind of tied together. I can't, I'm having a look at, I've got quite a few of the models out in a little cabinet in front of me. There's not really any crews where each person's kind of an individual. Like the, 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 only one which I'm vaguely yeah, looking towards. Molog. Um, well, Molog to it. Yeah, Molog. Um, and Godsworn, I think they're all different enough that they could be done slightly differently, but you still need to tie them in as a crew somehow. Yeah, which, I mean, potentially is bases. And, you know, the Godsworn are the one of the crews that I've currently got sitting in a box waiting to be assembled. Um, so it's an option. Um, I just, I would get, you know, stuck in that. I didn't want to start another crew until I'd at least finished two, you know, one of the two I've got in bits at the moment. Um, that's probably not going to happen and I'm probably going to start them. And maybe I think I've got the elves as well, the wood elves, whatever the hell they're called now, Sylvanith. Anyway, um, I think they're sitting around somewhere too. McGaw's Fiends. The Stormcast, but they're never getting painted. Um, anywho, I'll stop thinking about things. We'll take this offline. Um, they're our pledges so far. And by all means, you know, if you're jumping on board, and please feel free to jump on board, pledge what you like. Don't have to take any note of what we're doing. I mean, you know, we're not. We're doing this to, obviously, we're doing the competition to drive some hobby going, get people involved. We're jumping on board and painting as well to do the same thing, you know, be pretty. Yeah, keep, this is keeping us motivated as well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, which is why we're doing the podcast in the first place. But it'd be pretty hypocritical of us to sit back and go, yeah, keep going, guys, keep painting, keep doing your hobby. I'm back on Tony Hawk tonight, you know. Um, so pledge what you want to do, have a bit of fun, you know, and like I said, I mean, the pledges that we've got so far, there's, there's quite a bit of variety. So I'll just quickly go through the list. So we've got Kenny doing 40 chain rasps, 40. Okay. I know he's got like a whole heap of the, the, what do they call it? The book. It's not conquest. It's the fantasy version, the yeah, but that one, the the magazine. Yep. 40 is huge, but, you know, chain rasps. I mean, hopefully you can churn them out pretty quickly. Uh, Bradley's doing a, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, Halls of Thranduil. Thranduil? Does that sound right? I don't know. Something, oh. Something's elfy. Yep. Uh, David's doing some BX battle droid units, um, some B1 units, some, a B1 tank commander, and he's even looking to stretch and do some ARC Troopers and Padme. So it's uh, some Star Wars stuff going on. Rich from Throw the Dice, he's doing some terrain. Pip is doing some Saga models. Ben. Did you say like six points? We should look basically a whole army as far as Saga is concerned. So okay. I don't know what the list is, but that could be anything between, you know, sort of, you know, 10 models and 30 I'm, I'm getting more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not two percent across Saga, so I didn't know exactly how many models that would be. But um, by all means, Ben is doing a dwarf blood bowl team. Uh, 
Jake is doing the Iron Golems from Warcry, uh, which I wholeheartedly get behind because they're my crew. Uh, Dave is doing a Spire Tyrant's Warband. Mark is doing uh, some Terrain for Kill Team. Daniel is doing models from the Mansions of Madness board game. So as you spoke earlier, just board game models. Uh, Thomas is doing a Lord of Change, which I can't wait to see because I love those models. I, the amount of detail on those things is awesome. And just the opportunity to get creative with paint too. Yeah. Like, you know, you've literally got a model whose whole shtick is just fucking with reality. You can do whatever you want. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, we've got Clinton doing Sisters of Science and Salamander Kill Teams, plus some terrain. And then we've got Fox from the Hobby Homies uh, podcast doing a Necromunda Corpse Grinder gang. So just giving that out, I mean, that's the pledges that we've got so far. Still got over two weeks to, to get those in. But you can just see, like, there's, there's a huge variety in, in different games and and models and stuff going on there so let's let's be really clear like i know you know people are you know pledging crews of this and teams of that but if someone literally went i want to paint this one model go nuts yeah um and spend you know the whole time painting that one dude or you know get in pledge what you want to do get it done if you've still got a week to go because you actually got it done faster smash another one at the end of it i'm I'm 100 percent on board for sort of stretch goals as well so by all means, and you know, if that one model is all you do, and that's one model more than you would usually do in that time frame, then it's a win. So, Absolutely, and we're happy. So, let's just—I know—I thought we'd do a little bit of a podcast just about the competition, giving people a bit more of an idea. There will be prizes, um, and know. look on that. So we've we've started putting together a bit of a, a prize pack. Just to give you know a bit of a spoiler on on what stuff that will be going you know made available, um, and I think in the first instance you know we we were kind of going hey we'll just pick a you know whoever does an awesome job at something to to send some stuff, um, so are we giving away the plan? Shall we give away the plan? You can give away the plan if you like. Oh, I love it when I'm allowed to give away the plan. It's like we're at the end of a movie and I'm the villain and I, I monologue until you can foil whatever it is I'm about to do. Um, so I'm effectively... I'm you in this death trap and wander off while I expect you to die. And if there wasn't this one exhaust port at this exact space where if you ha- you could use the force to bend your laser beam... Anyway... <laughs> Wait for those meddling kids. So... Long story short is it's a hobby challenge, so we figured that the, the prize had to be hobby-related. That seemed to be make sense, to me at least. Um, so we've started putting together a bit of a, a hobby prize pack. So the way this is at the moment, um, currently we've got a bunch of stuff. Um, so like a, a wet palette, you know, a new set of clippers, new hobby knife, brush, um, that I picked up all from through the dice the other day. But the fun bit is, and this is on the back of the, the – um, episode we did on different paint ranges and kind of exploring those. Um, we're relatively fortunate that we are in, uh, you know, a location where we have access to a whole bunch of different paint ranges. You know, I can think of four or five at least off the top of my head without breaking a sweat. So that is a brand. Um, so 
the idea was then that we would get like one of each paint from each of the different ranges that we can get hold of. And we'll chuckle that in and we'll pick out ones that we think would be either really useful or, you know, kind of, you know, other the the reason that you would get this paint range if you were going to buy it, for an example. Um, and, you know, give you that choice to, you know, something different to play with as well. So there's a whole bunch of different paints from different paint ranges that we're putting together now. We're just kind of arguing over which colors are cooler um, and which ones that we want to put together. Um, but that will go in as well. Pink. There will probably be at least a pink. I can pink. bet my left nut. Anyway. Um, Anyone that knows me likes knows that I like putting pink in models. Just at least a little bit. I just, I don't know. It's, I just have fun with pink. And I think it goes back to, it goes back to my days playing Rainbow Six on the Xbox actually where, we would, there was like, you get to a certain level and you unlock this pink camo and then you get online and you're playing with people and all the, the really hateful, really just dim-witted, homophobic people that you would come across online would see pink and then they'd go running and you'd only get left playing with cool kids. So pink's got a certain special Look. spot in my heart. And to be to be perfectly fair, I kind of you know echo that sentiment. I I do have I'm the guy um, that goes to the gym, for example, wearing bright pink shorts, knowing exactly it it, it divides people. <laughs> you, you get the people who go, "Yep, cool, whatever," or you get the people going, "Who the hell are you?" Um, and it is a really good indicator of who you would choose to associate with. So. You know, it, it's been one of those things that I've constantly, you know, thrown in the in, in the gym bag. It's you know, paint wise, I keep I, something fundamentally cool about bright ass pink stuff, um, and I tend to go for the more sort of you know those neon fluoro in your face colors. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a pink in there. I guarantee it. Um, if you give me any choice, it's probably going to be a pink. Anyway, but. As I said, there'll be a whole range of different paints. Hopefully, you'll have news before that you can kind of try and see what you think on top of the other stuff that we will have already put in and probably will purchase on a whim as we go along. Um, and then we'll see what else comes up between now and then because I guarantee you that will probably not be enough. No, look, we'll get excited. We'll get excited. I'm pretty sure like we're not going to – Yeah, I'm just throwing stuff out here, but – I don't think one prize is enough, especially. I mean, we're we're not judging this on, you know, the best paint job to say. It's just going to be, you know, who we think has had fun, that put in an effort, and you know, up their game. Basically, you know, if you can't paint for shit and you paint something and you're happy with it, then we're happy. And that's the. I look. I actually feel like the the deciding because it's not even a judging situation right it's literally deciding who we're going to give this to will either come down to some kind of random (laughs) number generator or it's going to really strain the ongoing nature of this podcast when we come to blows (laughs) (laughs) over which one is cooler Um, the one with more pink you see what i'm dealing with here people (laughs) so anyway just 
jump on board, have a bit of fun. That's all we ask. And if you don't want to, but you want to follow it, by all means, jump on the, the little Facebook event that we've we've put up there um, and watch people hopefully um, give us a lot of progress shots throughout the weeks. Yeah, we'll make sure that we do ours. You know, we'll, we'll keep sort of the progress shots going so you can see what we're up to and how much I'm going to have to cram at the last minute. Um, but, you know, you'd love to see what everyone else is doing. Um, how they're painting, what's going on. And look, even if you're not involved in the challenge, feel free just to post random hobby shit. Like I'm always up to chat hobby. So, um, and keen to see what everyone's doing. So especially if you're listening, you know, I particularly care about your hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely chat. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so as far as, us as concerned, I mean that's that's pretty much it for for us. What about everybody else? What else is going on, Jase? Look, there is some other stuff going on, which is glorious. Um, so if we and and you know coming back to us now because you know our podcast we're allowed to. The other thing I want to call out is if you want to enter anything else that's going on, you know, paint hobby competition wise, double dip do that and ours we don't have a problem with it so you know if you see something you want to get involved into example um games workshop are running a painting comp on you know, wizards and i can't think of exactly what it's called uh magic that does sound like a thing masters of magic the masters of magic painting comp i knew there was magic in there somewhere there was um so that is the thing that is going on in October at uh, Warhammer Geelong. Basically go and nab a wizard, psycho, some kind of magic user there, paint her up, they'll send them some pics. Um, that's basically the premise there. If you want to do that for them and also pledge it as part of your thing here, double dip, 100% came for that. So that one wraps up, it looks like, on the 9th of October. So still heaps of time. At 9pm. So you've technically still got all of the ninth as well. That is a legitimate thing. Um, but yeah, basically, the, and look, the cool thing about the GW comp is it's literally go in, grab something, paint her up. Um, but they, they're doing ones constantly. So there's one that ends in like a day or two that's a conversion challenge, I think. Um, and then, you know, straight after that ends, they're doing the wizard one. And then straight after that ends, they'll do something else. So there's always something going, um, which is kind of cool. Big props to Bradley for keeping that going, especially like God knows how hard it is for a hobby store in this day and age to be out shut. of hobby, you know, not shuts per se, but not shut to hobby technically. It's, yeah. you know, if you become just a store, like what makes you different to everybody else? Little things like this. So yeah. that's it. Half the joy of sort of going into those stores is hanging around, see what other people are doing and painting and gaming. And you can't do that at the moment. Um, but he's done a really good job of just taking that whole thing online. Um, so that first up is a thing that is happening. What else is happening? Um, throw the dice. So their next one, which runs through till the 28th of November, um, is, uh, the sprue challenge. Um, which is a really cool concept. So basically for this one, um, go onto the throw the dice page for all the details, but make something, do something, make it, you know, convert something, do some terrain. It doesn't actually really matter what it is. Um, I think he's got some guidelines or, you know, limitations in place, but pretty much 
do something and incorporate the sprue so that you know that that plastic sheet you throw away after you cut all the good bits in the model off use it for something um so he's going to basically give that you know as bit of a you know most creative you know use of sprue or who's done the coolest thing again but i saw a blood bowl team once made completely out of sprue that was just stick figures yeah um, I've seen, you know, Necrons that were Sprucrons. Um, I reckon I've seen a couple of, you know, pretty big conversions. You know, I've seen a lot of, you know, dice towers and some scenery and stuff like that all done. Um, funny story, I once thought that Sprue, again, we have a lot of it around, and I'm like, I need more sort of, you know, gravel for basing and stuff like this. I've got all this Sprue. And I need some different size gravels and rocks for bases. Um, so I'm like, how can I how can I turn product A into product B that I actually need? I could blend it. You know, it was right when oh, you know the, will it will it blend? <laughs> I'm like, surely, surely sprue will blend. So sprue may blend, um, not in the blender that I owned at the time. Um, and not if you don't really cut it down into small manageable chunks first. In my fit of enthusiasm, I literally just made the sprue small enough to fit into the blender, stuffed it all in, and put it on max power. And then there was a burning sound, a smell, and uh, an awkward sound, and what had happened is the sprue had kind of melted a little bit and just wrapped around the blade to the point where it couldn't turn anymore and burned out the motor. So if you're going to try that for all, you know, firstly, maybe I am not liable for your decisions, um, but just cut down the sprue really small first and then try and blend it if that's what you're going to do. I'm not sure if it works yet. It seemed like it would. I stand by that statement. I hear if you put the sprue into the microwave for 30 That's dice. It becomes really small rocks. Maybe. One of two things will happen. <laughs> Don't use a blender. That's oh. all I'm trying to imply. <laughs> it's, it seemed like a good idea. Anyway, um, throw the dice. Sprue challenge. Creative use of sprue. Make something. Mm-hmm. Um, look, realistically, it's just plastic rod, really. Um, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted with it. There's the the options are limitless. Um, I still haven't worked out what the fuck I'm gonna do. I've got a couple of ideas. Um, they may involve snotlings. In rod we trust. It's an inanimate carbon rod. Oh, there, see, perfect. There's a first idea. You're welcome. Um, that is happening. And then the other one that we really wanted to mention was the one that the hobby homies are doing which is super cool and, again, one of my hidden vices. Um, they're doing a terrain tournament, what they're calling the Hobby Homies Terrain Tournament. Um, but, again, basically, Hobby Challenge, but they're focusing theirs on terrain. Which is awesome because I do not paint terrain. It's And I love terrain. I own way too much of it. I... It, it's one of those things that I feel like you can't get enough of and it completes games, right? You get, you know, and 
I've I've come back from the you know starting out playing Warhammer in high school and just using a couple of shoeboxes and whatever else you pencil case or whatever else she had lying around, right? Um, but there is nothing like putting your army down. You've got a board with all this really nice terrain on it, and the whole thing looks cinematic, and uh, it's the best thing in the world. Um, you will thank yourself. It seems like a really thankless task, but you will thank yourself a thousand times once you have really pretty terrain to play with. Um, so I cannot get around this enough. Um, but yeah, basic premise is very similar to ours. Post the terrain that isn't painted or isn't built or say what you're going to do with the bunch of shit sitting in your garage and then do it. Um, they're giving you all of spring, so you've got up until the 30th of November to make it happen. Um, and then they're doing, look, they're more organized than us. They've got like categories that they're going to judge on and shit. Um, you know, things like uh, theme and creativity and stuff like that. Um, execution, we're just going to judge on cool shit, but you know, they're going to be a little bit more organized, give you a total score. Um, there'll be some, you know, updates and prizes and stuff as they work out what the hell they're doing. Um, I'm sure there'll be more info on their podcast as well. Yeah, I did listen to the most recent one the other day and they are doing, I think there's prizes for the top three. So, uh, but again, you know, terrain is one of those things that you can pretty much do anything with. And if you want to do anything with it, by all means, pop it in their competition, pop it in ours, Yeah. Double dip, have some fun, take some time with it. Look at the efficiency you guys are getting in your hobby. You're welcome. <laughs> I might have to talk to you. I am very tempted. I have not painted terrain before, um, so I might have to have a chat to you, Jason. Off. We can we can paint so much. I have so much that needs painting. That's convenient. Um, <laughs> I took all. All of my terrain out of the box the other day while I was tidying up this room, and it's it's all currently sitting on the pool table, and it looks cool, but there's, I mean, the only stuff that's painted is the stuff that came to me painted when I took it out of the box. <laughs> so, look, yeah, or your airbrush or something at some point. We can we can we can talk. I am a hundred percent down for that. I also have like a tournament's worth of terrain that kind of just needs a little bit of love. And I'm wondering whether this is really good excuse just to production line the shit out of that. But anyway, um, it was, it was done to a standard to get it done for a tournament. And then it was thrown in a box and forgotten about. And it's kind of a little bit broken, a little bit damaged and a little bit unfinished. I'm like, with, with a bit of love, this could be really shiny. Um, but then I've got some stuff that's completely unpainted and I've got some other stuff that was never built. I've got, I've still got some of those, um, the MDF kits from the, the twisted game, the, you know, the, I'm using it for Malifaux, but the really funky looking buildings. Um, I've got a couple of those. They're still literally in the shrink wrap. So. I mean, I was looking at the, uh, terrain for Twitterfoe. So. That is a thing. I have some more of that too. <laughs> Um, plenty of options plenty of options there is terrain is good get amongst it so get involved get online post in in our event in their event in any of these events going on just make your own I'll join it yeah that's Uh, it just yeah get some hobby going get some 
everybody needs in this day and age, everybody needs something to take their mind off the shit that's going on. So why not have some fun and, and join other people doing the same thing? Everybody needs that. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Um, all you need is love. Um, love is all you need. I like big butts. I cannot try that. <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Um, we have gone way off track. <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you to all the guys that have pledged so far and to all those that will pledge. Um, really salute you. Um, getting behind this because, yeah, we're honestly, at the end of the day, we're just here to, to have a bit of fun and hopefully you are too. So, let us know if you're enjoying it. Post on the event, post on the, the Facebook page, send us a message, give us you know, a review, whatever you want to do, we're open. Do more than you want to do. Do, do it for us. That, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> okay, let's, it's back to us again. Anyway, that's us. Thanks for listening. Laters. See ya.